I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 9, if anyone's counting. We don't write that down anywhere. It's just interesting to know if you've listened from the start. This is the ninth season. How do we count a season? Whenever I go on holiday and then come back. You've had a lot of holidays. Certainly I've liked my holiday and just come back from Texas, went to Houston. Houston, we do not have a problem. Uh, It was brilliant. Went to NASA, had a great time there. Really? Um, Yeah. Then found myself uh, trotting off to um, Lake Charles, which is like a very small Vegas in Louisiana, where I won $1,000 at a casino. You joking me. Yep. And I only spent about six hundred dollars to get that so that's good (laughs) so you made 400 yeah which we probably spent in like the best steak restaurant i've ever eaten in called vic and anthony's which is there um and uh you know paying for the hotel but i mean the trip paid for itself basically that that bit of the trip i think wow yeah um and then went to austin what a city austin is there was one really? thing that everybody said to me before this trip, right? They went, where are you going on your holidays? And I said, Houston and Austin. They went, oh, why are you going? No one ever asks that, do they, when you're going on holiday? Why, why are you going yeah. there? And everybody it isn't a place. It. Yeah, it isn't a place that you kind of uh, put on like a bucket list, is it? Well, that's the other thing that they said, if they didn't say that. Um, mm. Everyone said it. Even when we got to Austin and Houston... They, people in Austin said People it. would say, oh, why did you come here? It was like, Jesus. <laughs> um, but it's one of the they best all... cities I've ever been to, Austin. Capital of Texas. Um, and it's amazing. I bought some cowboy boots. Do you not worry when you're there that there's loads of guns? Did you just miss, I bought some cowboy boots? Oh, yeah. You bought some... Oh, you didn't wear them, though, did I was, you? I paused for your reaction and... It, uh, I'm wearing them every day now, and my jeans go over the top, and they just look like normal shoes. So when I want them to look like cowboy boots, I can tuck the uh, jeans inside the boots. They're great. Believe me, Howell, you think that they look like normal shoes, but everybody who sees you thinks you look like a weirdo with cowboy boots. So Nobody knows. He's trying to hide them under his no chubby one jeans. Although it does make me walk a little bit like I'm wearing waders. It's kind of quite heavy-footed. Um, uh, and... Uh, yeah, how was, much were they? Like one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, man, you got stiffed. Oh, I tell you what, stiff does. Brexit, mm-hmm. stiff does. Mm-hmm. My God, what you get for your dollar now is nothing. Mm. Um, and uh, Austin, yeah, it's so amazing city. If you ever get the chance to go, you'll love it. It's like it feels like a beach city, even though it's landlocked. It's very green. It's a, the Colorado River goes through the middle of it, and there's loads of water sports. There's a place called Barton Springs Pool, which is like an open air swimming pool, but the bottom of it is just the river. So there's fish and rocks and stuff, and a diving board, which I did an amazing dive off, and I'll show you the video of that at some point. Um, it's uh, it's really. Um, 
really beautiful place. Got very drunk, watched a lot of genuine great music because, of course, it's the city where South by Southwest yeah, happens. There's a lot of, of really good music there. Some amazing bands. Um, and it was just brilliant. Yes. Anyone, think about it, go. Um, Will do. Tonight, today, we're talking about the podcast, the box set, 13 Reasons Why. It is on mm. Netflix. It is causing controversy in the United States of controversy. And um, uh, we've got yeah. a real-life young person, Jack Boardman, joining us this evening, work experience boy Jack. Hello. Hi, Jack. How much of 13 Reasons Why have you watched? I've just watched the first episode now. I finished it about oh, an hour ago. Okay, me right. too, me too. Jamie, how oh, much really? have you watched? I've watched all 13 Reasons Why. Why? Wow. And uh, watch them extremely quick. Jamie's Sorry, just moved yeah. house, which might explain his poor Wi-Fi signal. If, uh, if there's anything. Oh, can... is it a bit? Is it a bit crap? Yeah, it is a bit. But, um, but it's all right. You've watched it all, and the setup for this series it's from a book, and it's um, a girl commits suicide and leaves some cassette tape recordings of why she committed suicide. The thirteen reasons why. And each episode is one of those reasons, I presume. She leaves them for people who she says are to blame in some way or are responsible in some way. And she tells them they have to listen to the tapes in full and follow the route that she describes in the tapes as she takes them around her town to tell her story. If they don't follow the route, she's going to uh, get them in some way, or something's going to happen to them. She'll know, or someone's... You know, so you get the feeling someone's keeping an eye on her. That's what we know from episode one, anyway, and that's the setup. And the reason it's caused controversy in America is that because the subject is this teenage girl going, hey, everybody... Look at me. This is this is you know it's it. We'll get onto the criticism in a bit. Uh, it, it, because they're saying it glamorizes suicide and teenage suicide, uh, which we'll get onto. I suppose. Um, so you've watched it all, Jamie. Jack, what what are your feelings? Firstly, firstly, did you enjoy it? Are you already going to go on to episode two? Um. Well, I know a lot of people that have watched it, so I vaguely know where it goes and what happens within the series. And it's not something that makes me want to carry on, to be honest. I think uh, in this day and age, with all you know the mental health and suicide awareness and everything, if there was going to be a TV show made about that and about that topic, it needed to be more... Uh, I don't want to use the word light-hearted, but... Here's a girl, she's got depression and anxiety and she wants to commit suicide, but then something happens in her life and it's a happy ending and she doesn't and it can get better for people rather than here's a TV show about her, she's already committed suicide and now she's just going to point out who she's blaming for it. Interesting. I don't, think that's the, I don't think that's the best premise for a show, especially, like I said, in this day and age when it's such a prevalent thing. Mm. Um, I'm quite surprised that it got commissioned in the first place wow if i'm being brutally honest yeah jack is t partly taking my usual stance which is that he'd rather a happy ending um or a comedy but also is taking the side of um old grumpy conservative people who uh, believe yeah. this is leading our youth astray did you feel led astray as a youth jack did you feel like you were more inclined to commit suicide as a 
result of watching this? Not particularly, no. I mean, it didn't have that effect on me. But I didn't quite understand from the first episode why the boy who received the tape received the tape in the first place. I don't, I don't know if that's because I wasn't well, fully uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think it might be yeah. the, the moment where she sits down with him after a load of... By the way, if you've never heard this podcast before, we don't give away spoilers beyond episode one. The point of this is for Jamie, who's watched it all, to persuade us to continue after episode one or, or give you an insight into whether you should spend your life on this box set. Um, so I won't give anything away, but I will say that there's a moment where the whole school... Um, there's some texting involved and then she sits down with him and he's not exactly supportive. And yeah, he I'm makes presuming, a comment. I'm presuming that that's the moment that he contributes to not being supportive. Is that uh, right? James? No, no, not, not really. I mean, you guys, am I, is my signal all right, by the way? Yeah, carry on. Like, there's, there is, you, you, you'll find out when you get to his tape why he's on the tapes. Oh, so I see. don't I thought you don't, I thought you don't find tape. it all. No, no, that first tape it's I think it's about the the school the jock basketball jock yeah. uh, on the slide with the camera to ah, take the photo right, of her. Right, right, okay. So you, you you know you have to work your way through the tapes. Part and part of one of the weaknesses of the show I found was that you're you're waiting for his tape. Right. You know, and that can be quite frustrating because you go, well, what's he done? He's such a lovely guy. Yeah. He's such a mm-hmm. nice person. Yeah. What can he have done to have deserved to be on these tapes? So you will find that out. Right. There are 13 reasons that you have to go through one by one. Yeah. It's very addictive. Like, I... I, I I know there's a lot of controversy around it. And, and part of the controversy is firstly about the actual suicide. Mm. And about the way it is uh, shown. Let's just welcome they, they are... Matt Wandless from London to the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining Good us, evening. Matthew. Matthew, we've just we're we're, we're full swing. Um, about ten minutes in, and we Jack's seen one episode. I've seen one episode. Jamie's seen it all. How many have you seen? Yeah. Uno. Oh no, uh, Jamie is just saying he thinks one of the problems with it because we were saying we weren't sure why the why the lad in focus in this first episode were we supposed to have realized what he had done in episode one jamie saying no one of the problems is that you, no. you have to wait to find out what his thing is i thought it was at the moment in the canteen where he wasn't supportive i thought that was supposed to be it but obviously not no it'll be something much worse that he didn't realize he did i reckon yeah yeah so so in ep- so do, do we do we see the story through other people's eyes in the other episodes jamie is it always with him no, yeah, it's always with him, and it's always through her eyes. He's listening to her tell yeah. the the story of what happened. You do kind of get uh, it. It cuts between the present day constantly and goes back to her experiences, and you follow her journey. You know, she's got this map that she's given him to these different places, and uh, you know, builds and builds with each person brought in, who's each character brought in, who's who's contributed to her suicide. You know, it's compelling. It's very addictive to to watch. Like there is a lot of. It's really well made. I think well, it's, it's a, a really well shot. One of my criticisms of it, and Jack, when I asked you if you're, I asked first up, are you going to carry on after episode one? We normally save that for the end. The reason I asked that first, Jack, and you said no, um, but I thought you might say yes because it's it, it's almost cliffhanger by numbers. This for me. Yeah. It's like. 
Um, the tease is so heavy that it's like, oh, I'm almost tempted to go to the last episode and there, watch the answer and then go back and to episode two and watch the rest of it, you know? Wow, you jaded little that... so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay- I, I'm did getting you, more... Did you like it, Jamie? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, we, we blitzed oh, it. That's not I, that strong, is it? <laughs> I, I, I would say that we definitely wanted to keep watching it and we did enjoy it majority of the time but oh no that is mealy mouthed and heavy handed that is pretty <laughs> pretty poor it gets five stars on Netflix Jamie it gets oh, five you know, stars I watched it but I hated doing it <laughs> no no it, it's it's it, it's hard to describe. I really think you should all watch it. I want you all to watch it. Do you it. think that it deserves the five stars that Netflix gives it? What an irrelevant I wouldn't question. Give it five stars. No. no, it's not irrelevant. I want to know from somebody who's watched it all whether this <laughs> prevarication. Oh, <laughs> yeah, How many Netflix. stars I mean, would you yeah. give it, Jamie? How many stars? I would definitely say it was. A, it was. A, it's a three and a half. Whoa! Like you see, you see, man. Oh, that's a three and a half again. Damning. Damning. <laughs> Let's go to Matt Wanders then. Matt, what did you think of episode Uno? Uh, about the same as Jamie. <laughs> Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you, you know what? Um, I, 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 you know, let me move away from this echoey room that I've just come into. Sorry. Um, uh, While Matt I moves away, just, think, can I just, I, I, can I just I say think a, the concept? Is, hang on, hang on. Okay. I think the concept is strong enough to mean that I should keep watching it. I really, really like the idea that it's based around. I think it's a great idea. It's another form of a whodunit. It is a whodunit. Yeah, I thought that yeah. as well yeah. while we, while I was watching it. it, it I, I thought you were going to say that. Mm. Um, and it is, I suppose. But it's from it's just from a, such a really different angle. And I think it's, um, I mean, it's very relevant. Mm. And... Um, this kind of thing happens all the time. And I, and I thought there was something really powerful about um, just that moment in the first episode where you see the picture suddenly um, arrive on everyone's phone in the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I, I, I always like my, my in-laws uh, go on and on about uh, the dangers of social media. Yeah. And I sit at the dinner table with them and, and uh, one, one night recently I kind of went, do you actually know what you're talking about? Have you got any idea what it's like to be a, and, and kind of confronted them about it? Yeah. Um, uh, but that moment really sort of uh, hit home with me in the sense like, of, of how awful that must be for a, a, a young girl to, to know that's what's happening. Mm. And, and just how damaging that can be at that age when there's so much flying around. And it made me reconsider my, my, my point of view, I suppose. Oh really? You you thought yeah. it was uh, overblown uh, nonsense? Did you this uh, cyber bullying and stuff? No, I don't think it's overblown nonsense. But I think people get too, <laughs> people get too afraid because they only read horror stories. Right. Well, I, I, and I think you're right. I think what it what it what it does really well is it really portrays her story brilliantly. You're really affected by her journey. She's it's, it's well acted. Also, he's really good in it as well. The guy who plays um, Clay. Uh, the main character, Clay, yeah, yeah. and and he he's a very good sort of conduit to take you on her journey. And and also, you feel like 
there's the the relationships really strong as well in, within the actual show so that and that's really compelling so I, think I, might, yeah, you, I, I might be continuing I, I will continue we'll, we will continue watching it but but sarah said something that i was thinking uh which was it it, it does hark back to those kind of melodramatic teen series that we grew up with quite a Dawson's bit, Creek. I think. Dawson's Creek and it, it, it made the me Wonder think years. of Dawson's Creek a lot. Because, well, <laughs> yeah. the, the Wonder yeah. Years, I think, is actually much better than both of these. <sighs> yeah. Because the Wonder yeah. Years does a much better job of capturing the way kids interact. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, whereas Do- Do- Dawson's Creek and this feel like... Um, adult scripts that are written with kids as the characters yeah. because I, I, don't, well, I don't feel they get any sense of how teenagers talk to each other. Maybe, or maybe yeah. we just have no idea and teenagers actually talk to each other in quiet. If you can hear that noise, by the way, it's Jack dropping in and out of Skype. I don't know what's going on with him, um, but it, it, maybe, you know, teenagers are less developed humans than adults and it might no, be that, that they talk quite dramatically with each other and, and quite no that's not what i'm saying that it's it's not that they're dramatic it's that they're too erudite oh, okay and um they're like the way they express themselves in this kind of quick quick quippy oh, back yeah. and forth mm. it's like two that west wing was... characters have suddenly found themselves yeah. <laughs> in the bodies of 15 year olds that said yeah. that uh, said having just come back from america one thing i always notice in america is that teenagers if you overhear teenagers talking they are so much better at expressing themselves than we are in britain like by that age the way they talk to each other is so i mean we the idea that we would have sat at the age of 15 and be able to go i I talk about our feelings. You know, I just feel like this is the case. And it's like they, they are actually quite, as a country, they're very good communicators, I think. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I'm no, I'm no anthropologist, but um, uh, it, it did seem a little bit out of kilter with the, with the type of people we were looking at. Jack, do you but know I, what... But I like that it... gone. Uh, well, Jack's leaving in four minutes, so we'll just get to the okay. important questions with Jack. What first okay. one is, do you know what an anthropologist is? Um. Yes. Yep. What no, is it? No, no, I don't. No, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, Jack, um, do teenagers talk like that? You're a teenager, almost. Uh, no teenagers that I've ever come into contact with speak like that. No. Speak that confidently about how it is that they feel, and just just in general, I, I can see your point with that. Yeah. Um. And. And, and and you're not going to carry on with it. Well, it's not that I don't want to carry on with it. I I want to see where it goes and I want to see how they deal with it. But I just don't really agree with the premise of the show in general, and that that's what's putting me off. Okay, you so don't agree just, with it. What in, in like a moral way? Yes, or? he does. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, the, the way that I, I was saying before, feelings. the way that they've gone about it, I don't think that's the right way to handle a situation like this because. Obviously. What to make it salacious, and well, well to make to make it kind of um, glitzy and uh, interesting and, and mysterious. Yeah, yeah, and I think in this article, mm. in this day and age, I don't think that a negative story surrounding a teenager's suicide and mental health problems, whatever it is that uh, unfolds, even like the cyberbullying element, uh, a negative story in today's society isn't really what we want to be putting out into the mass. I think a well, more, I, yeah, I think more positive is... twist on it could have gone a lot better. 
I think this is why well, you don't been... think it can raise awareness. Um, make people confront ex- their own actions a little bit to an extent. Yeah, I think it can make people think more about how it is they treat others. But uh, it's hard to say based off one episode. But I'm imagining that at some point someone will offer her some help, and she clearly pushes that away. And controversial, mm, maybe yeah. yeah. But I think what what's interesting about this is it goes in depth and in, into in showing someone how they might have been complicit in something terrible mm. without even realizing it. Yeah, that, that that's the bit that makes me want to carry on. Really, seeing the other thirteen mm. people. Why? Because so far we've met uh, Clay and the sport guy, mm. and that that's about it. So the other thirteen people, I'm I'm interested to see who yeah. she pulls it, out for that. I can't wait to I mean, see how Tony's is. involved. Handsome Tony with his retro car. <laughs> I do feel like it's, I mean, you feel like he's, right. he's, he's wise, let's talk about isn't he? Tony. He's, he's got Tony base the, male skills, but he's wise. He's a Fonzie. Like, what is the Fonz doing? Like, he, he looks like, he's, he's clearly 25 years old. And yeah, ah, but cut, he's, now, Jamie, he's not the Fonzie, he's El Fonz. <laughs> because he's a cool Latino kid. Listen, <laughs> before Jack goes, let me just say this. I, I am. I understand one place where I agree with you, Jack, and I don't want to be like the thousands of schools in America who are putting out warnings against people watching this show because they think it's encouraging and glamorizing that's, suicide. That's, yeah. Um, the one place where I think they have an argument there is to do with casting and delivery, right? Which is that this girl in episode one who delivers this tape and we see her recording it and speaking it into a microphone, is one of the most together, um, uh, articulate, uh, confident young people that I've exactly. ever seen. That, and, that was another problem that I had with it as well, is that she and in that seem case, like the kind it, of girl. It, it could seem like glamorising it in the sense that the way that that part's being played is in the same way that the traditional super confident... Um, girl it, it is the aspirational character we can cut in a way mm. we all want to be her when we watch it because she's so she's the most together out of anybody there and and, and i know that that might be the thing that gets twisted and we might see a breakdown of that but i totally get why people will watch that first episode and go okay so what we're watching is this supremely great gifted girl who, who is uh, by all intents and purposes a hollywood actress delivering something that gives her shitloads of attention and uh, the best way kids of seeking attention would be to do this you know i can totally see how people draw that line mm. i think i think one thing i would like to say i've been watching it all uh, especially uh, you know just just on the issue of glamorizing is that they very and they've, they've made this very very clear the makers of the show and I've having watched the episode where she commits suicide, it, they are, it's like it's very jarring to like the the show. <laughs> Is that your cat? Is that your cat, Matt? Uh, yes, he doesn't like what you're saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> the, the suicide scene is pretty graphic, like, and it's actually it shocks you. Good. It shocks you, like it does take you out of the show a little bit because you're like, this this does feel like a bit of a Dawson's Creaky type of show, and then. And then it delivers the actual suicide, and they purposely wanted to unglamorize the act of suicide, so they show it in quite a bit of detail. Okay, I just wonder whether they could have cast, you know, often the person who is picked on is also the one that stands out as being 
unconfident, a bit of an oddball, you know, that that Jamie type character, you know. They should, <laughs> if they'd have cast a girl who, if this guy had to listen to these tapes and she was quite a, quite a nondescript person, that could be a very different thing that removes the kind of normal um, main role, beautiful Dawson's Creek uh, lead casting, mm. you know. So I can kind of Maybe, see that. Yeah. I can see what you're saying, but I don't think we know enough about it having only watched no, the no, episodes I, to yeah, really be I saying see, the stuff you're saying. That's what yeah, I, exactly. that is the what things, I the things think, that yes, happen, I agree. The things that do happen to her would, you know, the, you can see her descent. Like, you see her as this together sort of teenager in episode one. You think, I can't believe this person goes on to commit suicide. It, it, she seems so together, and so that journey that she goes on, and, and, and you know, good. <laughs> it's not a nice one. Good, I, I, but one the delivery of, the, of the tape is is super confident. So the, the delivery of her recording in episode oh, one yeah, no, matches, that's a good point, matches her yeah. confidence in episode one. I think I didn't, yeah, like, no, I didn't that like that either. Actually, I, that's did, true. Right. I hadn't thought about that, but that is a good point. That Jack, yeah. go. You need to go. Jack. Right. Yeah, I'm off. Thanks. I'll speak to you next week. Bye, Jack. Bye, bye, bye Jack. Bye. Yeah, I think it could also have been done, uh, been better done if it was seven reasons why. Like I think it's, it's you know, it, seven it, reasons why. A couple I'm of reasons joking, why. There are there are there are a few of the reasons in there where you're just like, oh god, really? And you, and and, there, and it and it becomes. And the other problem with the show is it becomes quite formulaic because. Mm every episode seems to start the same way where she starts to build trust in a new person mm. and that and then trust is then destroyed. Her. I know, yeah. Well, it, the then thing. it's still following the rules of teenage TV, isn't it? And that's... Yeah. In Britain, it would have been six reasons why because they wouldn't have done more than six episodes. But <laughs> but I feel the same way. Uh, we're going to do Big Little Lies in a couple of weeks. Uh, have both of you started that? I finished it. I, I haven't, it. no. Jack, um, Matt, make sure, you, make sure you join us for that one. I'm going to be fascinated to know your thoughts. But uh, there is a similar whodunit type setup in that, which, again, isn't whodunit, but it, well, it kind of is. But it, it's, a, it's a similar sort of thing. And, um, and, again, with that one, I'm the same as you, Jamie. I'm like, this is really great. Could do with it being two episodes less, but it's really great. You know? So they're still, you know, they've still got to cash in. They've still got to cash in on the movie. Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of really good people involved. I mean, like, uh, Selena Gomez is one of the producers on this and and she wanted to be involved, I think, in the actual show originally, but it took a while to get made. Mm. And Tom McCarthy, who's uh, the director of uh, Spotlight, and he's, you know, he's he's, um, got a few direct Oscar nominations and stuff. So there's a lot of good people involved in the creation of this show who've taken the book and really adapted it with care. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I genuinely think you should watch it through because I, I'd be, I really am fascinated to see how you find the, uh, the, the ending and how, how that sort of experience is for you lot as well. It's worth going. Well, yeah, it's not, I, I mean, I, I think I'm gonna, yeah. Cause, um, I, it, it did. Uh, it did grab me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me. You know, to, there, there was a point in the middle where I was thinking, oh, "I'm going to have to rag on this this evening" because I, I only finished watching it today. <laughs> I was I downloaded it on my phone and watched it on the way to work. Right. Um, but then by the time I got on the bus on the way home, I thought, you know, actually this is, this is quite well done. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to have to go positive. This evening. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Well, it is, it is very well nice. done. 
but you know, the soundtrack it's almost like it look, look if if you could magic away the subject matter <laughs> It would make it a completely different thing, I know, but the the I think it's this thing of the production values do no, no, remind no, not us. The production values, that's not what I mean. Well, the I, I never mean that. I don't I mean. watch anything because it looks so nice. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying if you removed the subject, you would perhaps be more critical and be more of like this is a bit like I was with I Zombie and Tiernan, which was. Tin and well, that is a sixteen-year-old girl. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Eye Zombie's just awful. It's yeah. just awful. It's yeah. a really rubbish what? show. And you, you wonder why Tin has not come back on the podcast. For I know. A while. This is why. <laughs> was that the last time he he's was got, on? He's, he's got thirteen reasons why he never came on the pod again. Yeah, poor old Tin. Well, I, I do think that that is my only issue. That I said really, my only issue is that mm. I could, I genuinely did watch it and go. Um, Oh, I can totally see why people say this is glamorising purely because the traditional aspiration yeah. lead is good-looking uh, but- and confident. And um, and a lot of people believe that suicide, you know, that if you're going to deal with suicide, a bit like Jack said, if you're going to deal with the issues around suicide, is the best way to do it showing that a posthumous cry for help is... A, is is going to be the thing that teaches people a lesson. Jack well, was saying, shouldn't it be somebody is saved by action that takes place before it happens? And I think that that is a very interesting point. I don't think so yeah, because but there is the-, the the root here is that the root problem is other people, not the individual. And this is about showing the other people what they did, which they may not notice otherwise. Yeah, plus, that's plus I think that's almost- the strongest part of it. Mm. Yeah, and I think there, there there is an element of, and I think you're right, Matt. I think that part of the, the the show's strength is the idea of people going, "Why would anyone? Why would she do this? And what have I done to make someone do that?" Yeah, you know that is a very powerful um, motivation for a show. But also, the it does deal with that idea that you could stop someone doing it again. You know, there is yeah. that element that it covers a little bit within the show as well. So, you know, it does touch on a lot of stuff. One of the things that I think it doesn't handle, like the, the parents have got a really you know, story. I mean, already by this point, they, they're just like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, what? What? If you have no kind of emotional relationship with your children. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where, like, it's really, it's a hard one with the parents because, and one of the things that angered me a little bit was that she spent all this time making tapes for everybody to hear about why she committed suicide. And she leaves absolutely nothing for her mum and dad. Oh. And this oh, is... Really? this oh, is. Wow. Oh, sorry, I probably spoiled that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like sorry, we were guys. waiting for it. Yeah. No, no, but, I mean, that is one of the... the there were bits like that which angered me a little bit in the sort of storyline, but... You know, it's it's such a it's such a classic piece of Netflix television. It's something that you can you're compelled to continue watching, and you want to watch a lot in a row. And if it was on weekly, you'd probably skip it, maybe. But because it has that sort of very um, insatiable want to continue watching element to it, and you can skip through a few episodes quite quickly. It's you know, it's really good bingeable TV fodder. That's what makes me possibly Jack and possibly other people uncomfortable because I go. This is a really serious subject matter, and that yeah. is being used as a whodunit hook, 
right? So the salaciousness that you just described, you can chew this down and spit it out, find out why the girl <laughs> topped herself. You know, it feels like the, the show is requiring me to commit to it for more serious reasons than that. And yet, mm. the number one reason for me to continue is that salaciousness. A little bit like my criticism of the OA when I said, you know, um, are we, is there something in us that we're just compelled to watch this because we're a bit sick and we want to see someone get frigging kidnapped or, or see how they try and get out of an awful situation that we're being asked to take seriously whilst also enjoying yeah maybe there's that but like matt said earlier just talk, it's got people talking you know it has like got the issue a lot more sort of airtime on tv and radio they were talking about it on five radio five live this week about how it, it deal, you know, the, it's a dangerous show for kids, for teenagers to watch. Mm. I don't believe this is a dangerous show for teenagers to watch. No. I, I think that gives them too little credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but I do believe, yeah, I can see what you mean. There is the hook of it. it, it it's it's a very to hang suicide. To, to hang a hook on a suicide is a very sort of dangerous thing to do. But I think if if you continue to watch it, it'll be interesting to see. I think it does have very, it's very sensitive to that subject at times. It's very careful, and the the makers of the show have been very careful to offer help and recommend uh, suicide uh, organisations. Yeah, well, that's good. But does the show do that? Because it seems to me that the show is talking to the rest of us who should all live in a constant state of anxiety now because if we say the wrong thing to somebody, it could contribute to their death. And it's talking to those (laughs) kids. Whereas if you are that girl at school who's being bullied, you watch this show and you go, what? You go, yes, that's all happening to me, but no, nobody is giving a shit about me. They give a shit about that girl. No one's helping me. So the showmakers are going, here's a helpline. But the show itself isn't. The show itself is, is is trying to talk to the rest of us. Well, mm. I, I, it's one of those things where it is a good point. Uh, you've yeah, watched it. it if, if you're that you, girl, you've got school, to watch. What are you thinking? Is there is there a you know is there a guidebook for anybody who feels like that in this, or is it just a guidebook for I think, everybody else? I think if it's trying to say anything, it's trying to say you know be nicer to people in general and it's trying to say to teenagers uh it's trying to very much speak to the outsiders in 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 the in te- in the teenage community and in schools mm. and about how flippant you can be and how you know to an extent when you're a teenager you're a bit of a sociopath you know oh, yeah. that most of them are anyway because mm. you've, you've not developed the correct you're not you're not matured yet into a proper well-developed human being so some of their actions are understandable within the 13 reasons mm. and what you get from the actual watching it is it's a collective thing it's not just one person's fault mm. there are a number of acts as a domino effect but does that mean that you can't be a better person or be more re- uh, res- you know responsible about how you kind of treat other human beings then yeah of course so i, I, I don't know it'd be interesting uh, you make a good point and, and uh, well, well the I'm answer to, to my point the answer to my point might be um that you would watch it and gain some empathy for your abusers you know to to go do you know what they if if they knew how much it was hurting me they would feel shit and that's at least some solace you know 
yeah. seeing them feel I, awful about it might actually and, help it in a little bit. And a lot of it, a lot of the issues it's dealing with is gender issues as well. Like it's a very much American school thing. The jocks, the 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 the, the boys have this power and this ability to just humiliate and almost feel like women or girls are just uh, an object or a property for them to play with. And there's a very much like a it deals a lot with the gender issues within pre- within high schools in America, maybe in this country. Uh, I don't know if they're like that really, but in America, especially with the sports programs mm. um, over there, you know, girls are sort of there's almost a second class citizen mm. feel to like the way they're treated. So like, mm. there's a lot of really good things that it brings up about that world and that kind of culture. Matt, so, any final you know, points from you? I don't know. Yeah, you you give me food for thought there, Howell. I'm um... good. Thanks. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I wonder. I, I always wonder about this kind of stuff when um, uh, a show is criticised for being too, for being too anything really, where it's down to sort of social responsibility yeah. in in terms yeah. of a, in terms of a piece of art. Yeah. Because I don't think it's really its job. No. Um, have you seen? Uh, have either of you watched any of Born to Kill? Been no. on Channel Four recently. No. 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 Missed it. Which is um, about uh, like I mean it, it it's not as um, maybe it's not as sort of current in, in with this in the sense that it's not about someone who uh, it's not like we need to talk about Kevin where it's someone who sort of goes on a high school killing rampage type thing it's it's just about a boy who grows up and is becoming a psychopath right um, but it's it, it's got a lot of this kind of stuff mm. in it. Mm. And it's, I think it's just worth watching for an alternate view of the kind of teenage experience because it's very, very British drama. Well, it was a bit um, like when I said uh, about the OA, you know, uh, my anger about the way it treated ALS. I always see it from the point of view of if you had ALS and you were watching it, well, at that point, watching that Netflix show, you would go, get to fuck, get to fuck, you know. Um, but maybe, but like you say... Uh, but like you could say the same about a lot of different yeah, yeah. things, and I, I, I agree. It's, and, not and, and like, it's not his job. It's not his job. You know, there's a diabetic character in um, Con Air yeah. who's like, "I'm going to die if I don't get my insulin, man." Yeah. And it's like, "You're not going to die. You'll have a headache <laughs> for a few hours, and then you might pass out a little bit. But you're not going to fucking die for a good few days, buddy." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I lived with Tiernan for for a while at university. And he, he's a uh, type one insulin dependent diabetic. And you used to and hide his insulin. <laughs> if, if if I hid his insulin, there was no consequence. He'd just yeah. get angry with me and, <laughs> and then punch me until he found it. It wouldn't, it, you know, wouldn't kill him. I'm asthmatic, yeah. and I've seen people in movies, and it's like they're crippled if they can't get to their inhaler, and it's like, no, it's really unpleasant. Mm. And some people do have very genuinely bad asthma. Yeah. Most people like modern medicine is controllable. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, there, there's, well, also, there's um, plenty of times where these things are misrepresented. And, we that, and I think um, the guy from Saw, Brent, uh, uh, thing, what was his name, Jamie? Tobin. Was it? Tobin, Tobin Bell. Yeah. We interviewed yeah, him uh, and, and asked him around the time of Saw, you know, where do you What, the that? main terribly frightening yeah. white-haired chap? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was also in the West Wing, by the way. Um, we asked him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Have you, uh, you know, how do you feel about people saying this is encouraging violence and this? Uh, and he 
I don't know whether he was quoting somebody else or just his quote, but it was a good quote. He said, I believe that if it can be imagined, it should be made. And it's like, it's not the maker's job. If you don't tell an artist that they shouldn't paint a, a horrific yeah. picture because it might offend someone or whatever, just make it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Um, so I, I do get that. But, but I think with a series that pertains so much to doing good, then you have to hold it to that standard. Uh, that's true actually that is true mm. you're right mm. yeah. um, right so let's end with Jamie giving us a very quick 13 reasons we should watch 13 reasons why go <laughs> well um, it's um, it's easy to watch on Netflix two you can watch them all very quick number two um, you, uh, you it's very uh, intriguing number three Number three, great sort of uh, relationship between Clay and um, and the girl who commits suicide, uh, Hannah. Hannah. Um, yeah, um, there is a good soundtrack, interesting soundtrack, mm. and very yeah, yeah, yeah. Good continue. use of cassette tapes. Number five. Number five, it's well shot, well made, it's well created, it's been a well produced piece of work. You're Maybe using like two... three per point here. Yeah, yeah. Say yeah. That. Six. No, you're right. Number six, it's uh, well packaged. Seven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, number seven, um, it's well acted. Eight. It's well directed. Nine. Well produced. Ten. Pretty well written. Eleven. <laughs> well lit. Twelve. Great sound. Thirteen. Excellent. Um, oh, crap, I've run out. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank you for joining Alfonsi. us. It's got Alfonsi in it. <laughs> oh, it's got Alfonsi in it, yeah. If you'd like to yeah, send yeah. us a reason or your thoughts on this um, rather... A deep subject you can studio at theboxsetpod.com frequency next week any thoughts studio at theboxsetpod.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market au revoir be kind to each other